When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to... Uh, do we have a title for this yet, Neil? I don't know if we actually have a title. Is this just the Bond culture, James Bond cast of Bondness? That's what I've been calling it, yeah. Yeah. Um, well... <laughs> maybe we should have a title. Send us some suggestions. Yeah, welcome to the untitled James Bond ramble that goes between half an hour and an hour sometimes. So, you know, we're here today, and with that very unprofessional intro, we just wanted to go into something that is quite essential to a bond film which is the pre-title sequence now for me i don't know about you neil but these scenes will always be some of the most important parts of the films because they really get you either amped and ready for the film or like one of my sort of picks as we're picking our personal top fives and then we'll sort of decide what we think is the are the best overall out of them afterwards yeah uh one of them sets you up for something great and then the rest of the film is a bit of a blamange bit a bit of a bit, <laughs> bit crap in certain aspects but yes um we're here today to go over the uh our personal top five of the pre-title sequences of all the bond films uh sadly dr no doesn't qualify because it doesn't have one but uh apart from that i just wanted to jump straight in neil and i want your first one straight off because this is a surprise for me too okay my number five pre-title sequence is octopussy okay uh i i like octopussy uh i mean, I mean it's it's one of those pre-title sequences that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Uh, it's a completely standalone short film, which I suppose all the pre-title sequences are really a short films. Yeah. Um, but it has it has nothing to do with it. But it has got some really cool moments in it. Um, I really like that his uh, his clothes turn inside out yeah. to make a uh, an army uniform. I just as a kid, I used to think that was so cool. I was like, oh, I want that. I want a jacket that halfway through the day I can just be like, Do you know what? uh change whole another set of clothes um uh and he has a little fake mustache on i really like the uh the kind of karate chop he does to take the guy out it's uh he, he combines his salute with the chop yeah so it's kind of like salute keep the hand in the same position whack absolutely fantastic uh of course there's no way that that tiny little uh horse box could really house that plane but i don't really care um yeah i just i just like it. it's an exciting opening um it's got I, I also really like the point where um he's uh he's being taken away on the back of that jeep by the guards um but his uh his partner in crime uh, the young lady flashes a bit of leg distracts them which allows bond to get in there and pull their parachutes it's uh yeah this is a fantastic little short film 
and uh, Octopussy is a fun romp and it really gets it off to a good start. So yeah, my number five is Octopussy. When you said that, I immediately, when you said Octopussy and said that had nothing to do with the film, in my head, because I think of when the two twins chase down the clown, which, mm. which double O is that? Is that? It's not, uh, it's not no, oh, yeah. 009. Yeah, I always go to that 009. Uh, yeah, when they're, see, I, I, th- I go to that and think that is the, pre-title sequence and probably should have been the pre-title sequence if it if octopusy was if octopusy was made now probably would have been the pre-title sequence if you think about it like probably, a bit yeah, more it's like much more darker and uh yeah. and it's to do with the movie i mean that like, as i said the whole thing has nothing to do with the film at all yeah it's, it's weird because i ultimately forget about that little plane sequence but then now it's already all back in my mind i can see what you like it like it's fun uh, you can see roger moore and almost the moustache for once like i just just imagine if bond had a moustache the internet would die today as it did when daniel <laughs> was blonde but um yeah I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little nice little pre-tile sequence that just i guess just sets you up for the kind of tone of the movie we're going to get where roger moore comes out of an alligator or a crocodile i can know <laughs> which is which um i should jump in and uh mention mine were well, yours ranked by the way because i don't know if i, ranked I have mine. ranked mine yeah. Oh, yeah okay so i'm just gonna now go and look at mine and i'm gonna say <laughs> my number five is uh the man with the golden gun interesting because it sets up uh francisco scaramanga to be uh, just just perfectly be the villain i in this sort of sequence and it's one of the rare ones that doesn't feature james bond in the beginning now i'm saying that and i'm tr- desperately trying to just think in my mind it doesn't it features a mannequin of him but it, yeah i think uh i think for rush with love features someone dressed as james bond yeah it's not actually him and uh i don't that think was that guy he's in it at all i think i think yeah. those are the three but um this one is setting up uh christopher lee as the main antagonist and straight away you, you see that him and Nitnack, what they've got going on their their island and we don't revisit this island until like what the very end of the movie almost so yeah. it's like leaves it's sinking your mind like where are they what are they sort of doing and for some reason christopher lee has managed to the man of gun gun francisco scaramanga calling what he will has managed to set up this little fun house full, full of mannequins and sometimes not mannequins but people standing very still and trying to be mannequins and like <laughs> those little hidey holes for knickknacks to go around and activate weird little booby traps and sections of uh, a house where you're not really sure if Nitnack is trying to hire the best person to get Scaramanga killed or he's just helping Scaramanga train for his eventual duel with Bond that he wants to uh, that he wants and what really should have been the main 100% focus of the movie and not the Solex energy crisis mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's an odd one. I mean, it's it's I, I guess yeah, it's a teaser for the third act of the film, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, it must have been uh, must have been a bit odd for cinema goers back in '74 going to the cinema for the second year in a row after *Live and Let Die* and having another one that doesn't feature uh, Roger Moore. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think we discussed on a previous podcast. You know, where is that waxwork model now? Um, and, if it um, isn't, I, if it hasn't dissolved or something like that, I w- I would love to just have it in my front room. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be checking eBay. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, moving on to uh, my number four, uh, it's Goldfinger. Okay. Um, uh, just just a very exciting one, I think. Uh, we have Bond swimming in with a seagull helmet disguised. 
Um, and then he infiltrates uh, this heroin factory. Uh, I'm not even sure where we are. I think we're somewhere in South America. Again, it has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Um, and uh, it's funny, yeah. I, yeah, always jumped, I always jumped ahead of you there, sorry, I'll let you continue. I was about to quote the thing that you'll probably get into. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So he obviously takes down this uh, takes down this this heroin factory and uh, and then he goes to the pub um, uh, where he sees a uh, a young dancer who he's obviously uh, met before. She storms away and decides to go and have a bath and Bond, boom, Bond just walks in on her in the bath. Um, don't try it in real life. Um, uh, they proceed to uh, have a bit of a smooch and then out of the shadows comes I, I think character's name's Topanga although it's never mentioned but I think it's Topanga Topanga or something like that yeah. I think he was a stuntman um, and they just have a, an absolutely um, fantastic fight there's a great moment when uh, Bond sees him coming in her eye yeah. <laughs> her eyeball um, turns around and then of course he ends up in the bath about to shoot Bond and Bond um, that throws the electric heater into the bath and exits with the word shocking. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely po- shocking as well. Po- positively shocking. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just a really fun one. Again, like Octopussy, nothing to do with the rest of the film, uh, but it's yeah, I just think it's an iconic, iconic little one. Really good. It's got one of the best one-liners in all of the, especially the Connery uh, era, right? Like, probably most of them, to be fair. Like, there's probably uh, probably a list in it of the ten best one-liners that James Bond's had. Like, which I might just set get going after this, but no, I I, I like the setup of um, Bond. I always enjoy Bond doing some Bond stuff, like doing some sort of like another mission, finishing off before he sort of gets started on another one. And I always like to see. The even though Roger Moore is my favorite Bond, I like to see the more like the you know the rough side of Bond. I like to, I like to see him actually doing like using that license to kill and yeah. um, putting down some bad people and uh, kind of <laughs> destroying a heroin factory. Do they actually call it a heroin factory in the film? Uh, the guy he meets in the bar says something about won't be able to supply heroin flavored bananas anymore, or something like that. Oh, so it's okay. hinted that it's heroin, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's certainly got a mood and again like I, I like your theme so far of picking sort of basically short films for this one that's a, a good little run of it whereas yeah, it goes out the window now after this one but those first two yeah okay my um my number four is probably gonna be moonraker looking at it oh fantastic i just i just love the whole the whole stunt sequence in the air like to, to think that obviously they're all wearing parachutes but managing to do that not, and I'm not only imagine to do that sequence, but also casting someone that looks well enough like Roger Moore to fly about and the camera angles. And you do see his face sometimes, but it doesn't matter because the stunt stunts are so... <laughs> yeah. You just can't <laughs> believe that people can do that in the air, really, can you? The way they're going up and down, left and right. And... It's, it's fantastic. I mean, Roger, Moore, Roger Moore's stunt double isn't so bad. Jaws' stunt double is absolutely terrible yeah i don't care it's it's like you say it's it's just breathtaking and it sets up what you're going to get with moonraker which is larger than life over the top uh yeah it's it's absolutely fantastic 
Uh, I and loved a little bit on the plane, actually, before they go out the plane as well. Any yeah. higher Mr. Bond and my ears will pop. All that stuff's fantastic. And when we get the um, when we get the reveal of Jaws, like I don't know how prominent like the marketing for this film was back in the day, because uh, also like Moon Record came instead of For Your Eyes Only, and Bond was going to space and. George just sort of pops up there and I like it's not like you would look now and there's like 1700 trailers for no time to die but there's still no film sadly <laughs> uh but oh yeah by the way since we last spoke uh, the film's been delayed to October now so you, that's another 400 years to wait for the film but when George come <laughs> appears also where was George hiding in that plane yeah I don't know. Is there, I'm not sure is, is there a very large lavatory and was he in there the whole time because Jaws is what he's like uh, seven, eight foot tall, Richard Keel, like yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and just shoves Bond out of the plane and then goes after him. Doesn't doesn't bite him, doesn't go to like punch him, doesn't shoot him, don't just throws him out of the plane and then goes after him in classic sort of bad guy fashion. To like, I ah, gotta make it a bit showy, don't we? And then after failing to take down Bond and now Bond's got the other guy's parachute goes to pull his own rips the cord out and you just get this then circus music circus music just comes out of nowhere well, he's tries to fly doesn't he yeah you see him <laughs> trying to fly and he looks at his shoot and he just starts getting sad and yeah flapping and then as we almost seamlessly transition into the title sequence yeah and it's just a fun time the title like we transition to a very mellow song, which I don't think fits for a lot of Bond films when you go like action, 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 and then all the way down. Like I feel like no. it could be a bit more upbeat, but they apart from that. The disco version that closes the film. I think yes. that would be really much better. Yeah, uh, as, the, as the opening. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just really good. And a few things, it actually, that pre-talk sequence actually starts with the hijacking of the Moonraker in midair yeah. on the plane. Um, and then you definitely get uh, a scene with M. I don't. You might even get your favourite Gogol in that pre-title sequence. I don't know. Gerald Gogol. You definitely get M on the phone, don't they? Saying, you know, Money Penny, where's Bond? Yeah, I'm probably doing this not as much justice now because I'm just thinking of Jaws flapping. But now after this, <laughs> if, if I've missed out Gogol, then then the Gogol podcast has to be cancelled. I'm afraid. Like, no, I, I I I know Bernard Lee is definitely in it, but where where Gogol is, I'm not sure. That's very yeah, disappointing. I, I applaud your choice. Um, my number three, I think, is possibly going to be controversial, uh, is Quantum of Solace. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just this car chase. I just find it absolutely edge of your seat, exciting, violent, dangerous. It's. Uh, I, I understand, obviously, there are some um, editing issues that people have with it. And yes, on the big screen, it was very hard to follow. But at home, on a smaller screen, I absolutely love it. Uh, once you get over the fact that there isn't a uh, a gun barrel, I love that sweeping shot going over the lake, going towards the tunnel, the music yeah. building, and then it's just it's just such a dangerous car chase. Um, and I just really just really feel like you're in the you know you're in amongst it. It's um it's so so a million miles away from what the the car chase inspector through Rome that it is, which is kind of a bit slow there's no one on the streets there's gags coming you know and everything whereas this, the, the quantum of solace car chase is just fantastic it's a very short pre-title sequence um it ends with quite a weird uh, freeze frame bond as he opens the boot and then um, says to mr white it's time to get out but yeah just 
just just the action and, and edge of your seat like whoa i remember in the cinema i was just like jesus christ this yeah. film's gonna be great <laughs> and then, the, <laughs> then the title song came on and um it wasn't i think for me my issues were it's just literally ah the whole times and you you never really feel like you get a chance to slow down um i'm trying to think now yeah because it ends on the freeze frame and then we have bond pursuing the guy through the city afterwards right that's not, yeah but that's not that's that's after the yeah. Um, yeah i always feel like that should have been part of it or like that's sort of more of a pace of like you know when he sort of turns around and, and flips up with like the what is he hunting uh, oh yeah and, he, and shoots yeah that almost feels like it should be going into the yeah and maybe they did maybe they toyed with it in the edit but um but um, I, I can see why you picked it, but it, for it's me, exciting. it's like there, there is, it's right, right off the right off the beat. There you go, bam, bam, bam. But <laughs> for me, just you can't. There are some bars you can't sort of like distinguish, and it just goes so fast through. And it's what grey cars chasing grey cars and sort of thing. And but they're just maybe I'm just picking it because. I don't like a lot of the film, but then again, it does transition into one of the best Bond themes in all of Bond. I think I think the Quantum of Solace uh, song, um, "Another Way to Die," bangs. I think it's excellent. Oh, that's for another podcast. We can argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that song's one of the best parts of that film. To be fair, okay. not, not to not to poo poo on your choice there a bit, but just <laughs> for, for poke the bear a bit as we um, jump into my number three uh jumping which i uh i am um, a daniel craig film which i think is better than quantum solace uh specter uh the specter opening scene i i just love the setup for this i love how it looks i love the cinematography i just just everything about this scene and it's uh i I'm trying to remember now that I don't think they do standard filmmaking where it's in Mexico or something like that. So guess what? We're going to grade it orange. I think there is a tint of it, but I think they're sort of at this point in uh, human history, I think we're relaxed, hopefully relaxing on that trip a bit. But as you get, as you follow through uh, from the beginning, I think, I think you're following the henchman for the beginning and you're panning around. There's this nice sweeping one shot and you just see this, striking figure in the background who catches your attention and all of a sudden you find out that that is actually bond and you're like, oh, okay then here we uh, i mean again if you've seen every poster i think it was all over the posters and stuff but watching the film in its own sort of like siloed universe at first you don't see it's bond and then it's got some sort of like nice reminiscence back to baron samadhi sort of like i, yeah, I can yeah. see the the top hat and the sort of skeleton look of it and we continue with the one shot as Bond sort of like uh, leaves his uh, whoever we want. To call. I, we we never really see this woman again. So yeah, not, I'm not really sure if she's if she's in on it. If she, you know, she knows who she is. If she's a you know, it, a, it just an feels agent like or, yeah. it feels like she could have been someone that he picked up in Skyfall and then met with again after this sort of thing. Yeah, but um, Bond's chasing after. Uh, Spectre agent, who we now allowed to call them Spectre at this point, hence the, the name of the film Spectre. And it, then we ditched the one shot, which is a bit sad. Like, okay, the one shot's gone. I think the way what holds it for me is uh, this sort of like one shot, like directed by Sam Mendes at the beginning. I just, I just love it. Love it when we can sort of work that into a film and it sort of works, even if you cheat it from like someone walking past the frame or something like that. And then as we go through, I think the gun, uh, some of the gunfight stuff is. 
a bit weird like it's especially uh bond's got a license to kill but not a license to massacre right and then when we get transition to the helicopter sequence where they're doing these insane stunts in a helicopter like can that helicopter actually do this but then again but why is bond doing this above the day of the dead festival which uh yeah could, could kill a lot of people Fun facts for anyone who hasn't heard this already, but that film basically invented the Day of the Dead Festival. And now there, uh, when we can have festivals, there is normally going to be one. I think there's one every year now since that film. So mm-hmm. that film, <laughs> the government, the, the people in charge of the country looked at that and go, wait a minute, we should do this. And then they did it. And now it's a thing, which is quite fun, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I like it. It's it's certainly one of my favourite bits about Spectre. Um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few silly bits. The uh, you know landing on the um, on the sofa, but you know I, I, I yeah. quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't. But yeah, it's good. It's a good fight. Uh, as you say, um, Sam Mendes, you know, obviously thoroughly enjoyed doing that one shot to uh, then go on to make 1917 um, yes. in the kind of same sort of style. Um, uh, it opens uh, weirdly with um, text, doesn't it? I think it says the de- it says the dead, and then comes up yeah. alive. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Like and then it. transitions to one of the worst songs in Bond history. After that, which is like you know, then then the film almost never recovers from there at some points. Yeah, but, <laughs> I, no, yeah, it's a good pre-title. Yeah, I'm poo-pooing on the film, but I said it before, I think a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, or maybe even last year at this point. I don't mind Spectre as much after watching it again. But yeah, unless you've got any other thoughts about this, you know, I'd like to hear your um, number two. My number two. Uh, yeah, my number two is Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. Uh, White Knight. Yeah. I think this is absolutely fantastic. I love all the stuff uh, with um, M... And uh, the uh, Admiral Roebuck, Colin and, uh, in it as well. Colin, yeah, Colin Sad. What's his character's name? Robinson. I love that. Uh, it's it's a terrorist, it's a terrorist um, black market going on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Henry Gupta getting up to stuff. evil stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it just it it starts good and it just gets better and better. Just just it, it ramps up when Bond comes into it. Um, his, his entrance is. Uh, giving one of the guys a light then punching him in the face filthy habit um yeah it's yeah it's a little bit cheesy but uh, yeah i just really like it i like um when you know back at base they say good god what's bond doing and m says his job yeah it's just fantastic and he pulls it off with the you know he (laughs) he gets uh he gets the missiles out doesn't he Uh, it doesn't have a huge amount to do with the film apart from gupta and the um the decoder thing yeah so it, you know it does have a little a little link but uh yeah again i just i can remember being sat in that cinema just with a big grin on my face that's it's a hell of a pre-title sequence i think yeah i've always enjoyed it as well i sadly i didn't get to see that one in the cinema i think my first pond film in the cinema was the world is not enough but um yeah it's, it's is it one of the only pre-title sequences where like, the whole world is in danger sort of like because like, that's because they almost like cause like nuclear disaster, right? In this one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool. I, I quite like the bit where um, Bond causes the guy to eject, you know, ejects the guy behind him who ejects into the plane above. It's, it's yeah, 
which would, have taken, which would have taken his head off in hindsight but movie magic we, we sort of allow that this one i was considering it when i was going through but some of the other ones on here just made it uh just like sort of breached it for me sort of thing but uh it was always always a fun fun thing to play in the game as well but it's always weird that the terrorists are having sort of a jumble sale and just <laughs> like all the terrorists know about their secret party they're having in the mountains somewhere well, I'm not a terrorist, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just what happens, and because we're not terrorists, we just don't know that it goes on. Yeah, um, and yeah. I, I like how it involves and more, and it's it has the tradition of each of the Bond films. I feel like brings more M in because they realise Judy Judy Dench is Judy Dench, and she's great. So let's have her more in there. And um, yeah, it's the first sort of scenes which we have Colin Salmon in playing as. Uh, Robinson, I just just love me some Colin Salmon whenever he appears yeah. in these sort of media. So I'm never yeah. going to complain. No, uh, and the first the first bit of uh, music we ever hear from David Arnold because it was the first film he did, and obviously the yeah. first the first section he did, and the music just makes it. It's yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yes. I love it. Uh, my number two uh, is going to be the Spy Who Loved Me, oh. and. And it came close between this one and the next one. But I think The Spy Love Me is one of those sections where it's like. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, the Bond producers, directors, like, what can we do that could just look stunning? I don't know. Let's just have, let's just have James Bond go off the edge of a mountain and eject a parachute with the Union Jack on top of it, which apparently even got like Prince Charles to stand up in theaters and start clapping because it was like so uh, astonishing for the time. But I love, I love Roger Moore's yellow jumpsuit with the red backpack on and red hat and stuff. <laughs> the banana, and, yeah. And it's sort of like, whereas it might, you might think it's like, oh, you know, it's a bit like one of your choices that are silent off from the rest of the film. At least he's getting a message to come in and start sort of like get get his ass in gear and get ready to sort of like get going. And it has a connection in to the fact that one of the men he kills in this scene it turns out to be 
the uh, other half. Yeah, and his Yeah, uh, and his mother. Yeah. So we do get Gogol in this one. We yes. do get that is Gogol. Um because it opens, doesn't it, with the um with the submarine being captured. Yeah. I think the, uh, and then it goes to phone calls. You know, now, and, um, now I now I'm not sure if that's afterwards. Now I'm saying this, and this is really bad for like that. No, no, no. It opens. Yeah, it opens with the submarine being taken. Then you see gold. Th- uh, then we try- um, phoning his agent, who you think is going to be the guy. And, and then, then we transition uh, to Bond in bed. Yeah, that's it. Bond's in some log cabin, being slick. And then, um, um, and then, as he goes, uh, the woman he's staying with is an agent. She summons those of goons, and we have a really sort of like. Just a really well shot, fun uh, chase on skis. I love skiing scenes in Bond films. I've still yeah. never skied in my life, and I want to ski because of these films. Same. And one day I will, and then I'll bring my back. But yeah. as you go through, <laughs> and with the excellent sort of ending, as I've said at the beginning of this section here, where he just goes off, just goes off the edge, and the stunt man almost did himself in, as you can see his skis come down after him as he opens his parachute. And apparently that was so close to ripping the parachute or saying, as the stuntman said later on in his career, which is just the, the, the people in this put their lives on the line. And also it's sort of like, it's a nice intro to the film. And I just think it's excellent. It's, it's ace. I, I mean, it has to be one of, one of the best stunts, you know, never mind Bond, just in the whole of film history. Yeah, it, it must be up there. It's, it's it's stunning, and the way the kind of sunlight catches him on on, on the way down, it, it is it is a stand up and applaud moment. Uh, it's it's so iconic. Um, yeah, it, it's it's just fantastic, and uh, just such uh, a good way to open a, a film. Bond had been away for a few years, hadn't it? Uh, there yeah, there was a bit of a change with producers. Harry Saltzman had left. Um, this was um, this was a very important film. Cubby Broccoli was on his own. And he opened with that, and just like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> Bond's fine. It's a good one of the best openings for what I consider one of the best Bond films. But I want to hear your number one now, Neil. <clears throat> My number one is The Living Daylights. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just perfection for me. I I, I really like. Uh, I always like pre-titles that introduce a new Bond. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But this is just great. Uh, they cast, the, 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 we see these three double O agents. We only see them from behind. Uh, we find out later that they um, they purposely cast um, a Roger Moore lookalike and I think a, a Lazenby lookalike. <laughs> People, not, not, not exactly them, but to yeah. remind them as the other two. Um, you're not sure which one Bond is. Um, and they land on the rock of Gibraltar. They've been sort of hunted by guys with paint guns. It's all a bit weird. It's a training exercise. But, SAS uh, guys with paint guns, should I say? Like, you know, the special. Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, and then it's, it becomes clear that, uh, that there's a guy on that rock who is not in on the game and is, you know, has a real gun, uh, a Russian agent, and he's there to kill. Uh, and he kills one of the double uh, agents. Sends down the little Schmierspielen and key ring and then cuts his rope and he falls from the cliff to his death. And then you get that shot of Dalton turning around. And that's yeah. the first time we see Dalton. And yeah, just fantastic. Don't we, also, don't we also get M in one of his, like, in an office in a plane? Is He's that in-, in a plane? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And as, as the plane opens, all his paperwork goes flying everywhere. Yeah. Which is a nice little touch. Uh, but yeah, and then we get that. Uh, 
that chase with uh, with Bond on top of the on top of the the jeep that's carrying the explosives. And uh, again, it's just a really exciting car chase. Uh, Timothy Dalton cuts his way into the through the roof, gets in there with him, delivers his signature Dalton headbutt. Uh, there's monkeys going mental. It's just uh, fantastic. They go off the cliff. You think, well, now what's going to happen? Bond's going to blow up. Let's his parachute off. Parachutes out the way as the bad guy and the explosive blow up. And then he lands on the yacht of a beautiful woman. Calls into M and then has sex with her. Oh, <laughs> it's just perfection. It's so good. I just, I, I want to watch it now. It's, it's great it's weird that's another one i considered for my sort of list and i didn't expect for uh, as i just thought pure preamble before we started this i thought an, a certain other sequence was going to be in it and i was all ready to sort of like tantrum around and go how could you do that but then also i'm also uh spoilers for my one i'm shocked that none of us went for from russia with love either that that sort of uh yeah that, that sort of because that, that's such a great intro but yeah this one for me, it's it's always nice when you think about every time they introduce, or that sometimes when they introduce new Bond, like say, they I, I like when they keep it sort of like they mask the face a bit, or they do they try to do something a bit fun. Like yeah. I don't know, they've done that twice, they've, three times they did that with Lazenby, they did it with uh, Dolan, and they've done it with Brosnan, right? They didn't do it with Craig. Craig was just sort Craig of Craig is I mean he's in the shadows, but yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're the main three. No, I think you described it perfectly, and I, it's they did a good job bringing in a new Bond and changing the tone quite drastically after the Moore era sort of thing. Like, there's yeah. no sort of like circus whistles or anything sort of like that going off on this one. But uh, yeah, now going to my pick, my number one. Uh, shockingly enough, it's from my favorite Bond film as well, and I think what a lot of people consider to be up there as well. Uh, Goldeneye. I love this intro to GoldenEye. Uh, again, it does what I think it does well with your Dalton pick, where you're not quite sure because you don't see Brosnan's face for quite a lot of it, really, until mm. uh, you don't see his face. I don't think the first time you see his face is when he's upside down and he's smiling at a Russian gentleman taking a crap. Sorry, forgot to knock. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that that sort of like first sort of line when he just punched that guy in the face after he's made that after Bond's made that astonishing jump and off the edge of a dam no less and then cut his way through into a toilet section with a laser <laughs> and then knock the guy in the toilet it's just it just it keeps building and building and building yeah and then we get the introduction of alec trevelyan alec trevelyan Tre- i can't say trevelyan alec trevelyan uh 006 played by sean bean and there's just another sort of like that's a tense moment because you don't know what's going on here and then as they go through you get to see them just doing a nice little what a fun little spy mission where bond's going around trying to get to the section of the lab where they're creating some sort of weapon uh mass destruction and you can already see there's a bit different uh sort of uh tactics for them both because 006 just ends one of the scientists that wasn't even looking their way and i think you get a look from brosnan oh like, yeah yeah like yeah. What, what are you doing there sort of thing but as they go into and they get into the main room of the facility uh also called the facility by the way on the n64 level uh, the alarm goes off, and um, half of everything half of everything is luck, James, and the other half, fate. Right. And then, and then the alarm goes off, and you have a few sort of like fun quips to them. So, like, 
uh, doors open, Alec, there's a draft and it's like uh, last call. And you, it's just like, you can really sort of tell that these two know each other and have been friends for a while and sort of like get on like in this short time. Also, but also something you can tell there's a lot of difference and you just got a lot of nice bit of shooting. Like you just bit like action packed and we get introduced to who we think might be, well, we do get introduced to the main antagonist of him, but we get introduced to who might be the main antagonist, General Kadi Oromov, who with his Russian army, uh, you don't see it, but takes uh, control, manages to subdue 006. And you have this awesome sort of bit where, uh, I said it just a minute ago, where doors open, like there's a draft or something like that. And, and mm-hmm. Brosnan looks out and he realizes, oh, um, 006 is captured. And then you had this sort of perfect like i don't know who came up with the idea is like well what if bond just hides behind some poison gas and then they're not going to shoot him because they can't and no one thinks to move just you got like what 20 odds <laughs> gentlemen pointing their guns and bond's just slowly creeping along as yeah. uh Oromoff is standing there but i'm jumping ahead of myself because by this point, he's already killed. Well, he's already killed at Trev- Trevelyan, which I don't know if they'll ever bother explaining how that went down. Like, uh, yeah, I was, there, there are some plot issues that I really don't understand. Um, yeah, because you see Oromoff shoot one of his own soldiers, don't you, for, for yeah. firing when he ordered him not to. Mm. And then with the same gun, he shoots Trevelyan. Yeah, that is obviously a blank. Because uh, I, it's it. Probably best not to think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you put a blank that close to someone's head, you're still going to kill them. Like at that point, All right? But um, yeah. So at that point, Bond changes the time from six minutes to three minutes, uh, and that that will come up later in the film. We get our Ar- Aramoff coming back up later in the film. Spoilers: out Trevelyan comes up back later in the film, and they're sort of like their relationship and like, which feels like one of the like you know most meaningful Bond villains like has more of a motive than like world domination. It's personal and it's sort of like getting revenge for what was done to his family. But jumping Eric, back, yeah, yeah. jumping mm. back to the, uh, the intro as Bond makes it to the conveyor belt, jumps on the back of it, shoots out a million canisters, which crumples up everyone there. Somehow Oromoff makes it out and somehow uh, dead Trevelyan makes it out. And we had this epic sort of like run down the runway as Bond trying to get to a plane that's going off the edge of a cliff. I've, I like things going off the edge of the cliff, you know. And after after some sort of like back and forth with some motorbike people, gentlemen, and falling out of the plane once, he drives off the edge of this cliff runway in a motorbike after the plane, gets into the plane somehow, and then manages to pull the plane up, fly up, pull it back up, fly away, swoop past the camera as the facility blows up. And that is a perfect setup to one of the best Bond films, I think. What do you think of this one truly though, Neil? I want to hear your thoughts. I, I, I do like it. Uh, I, there's, some, there's some fantastic sound design at the beginning. I love the sound of the, um, you know, the, the boots as he's running along the top of the dam and how when he's uh, setting, uh, you know, the bungee up and everything. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just great. And that's the stunt man that did the job. You know, not only did that jump, he also had to get the gun out and aim the, the laser gun just at the right moment before he goes out shot. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Brosnan looks great in it. Um, it. It's just really good. You have those drums, don't you? Like, doom, 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 yeah. Doom, doom. You know, it, it, it all works. It's fantastic. 
the um yeah obviously the the leap off the cliff on the on the motorbike and then uh getting into the uh into the plane it's just another scene to show the audacity of bond isn't it it's a little bit like you know the spy who loved me jump or even that that whole huge um boat chase at the beginning of the world is not enough you, you know and then you know crashing the boat and jumping landing on a hot air balloon it's just spectacle uh, and it's, it's just a great way fantastic to introduce a new bond really well directed by martin campbell um and uh, yeah completely 100 percent see why you picked it cool uh, yeah great thanks thank you for that um did you uh have any honorable mentions you mentioned i've got i've got, I, I, I got, I've got a couple of them just, just a couple that, that, that are interesting on a Majesty's Secret Service, I think just because it does this, it does what, what our two top to top uh, picks have done in terms of introducing a new act, actor. I like the way you kind of see his, you know, cigarette go into his mouth and things like that, and you're just teasing him. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a there's a very uh, energetic fight on the beach, but uh, I just couldn't pick it because of what happens at the end of it, which is uh, I hate it so much. Yeah, I, I I don't like it. I can live with it, but uh, yeah, not a fan. We should say um, he, we should say he says this doesn't happen to the other guy. Just referencing Sean Connery, just for anyone who doesn't know exactly. And then he kind of he kind of looks at the camera. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, a bit too much. Just don't like it. Um, uh, another one I just wanted to mention was uh, License to Kill. I mean, that's very much just part of the main film because it's you know you've got. Felix, you've got Sanchez, you've got Sanchez's mistress, you've got Dario. It's it's very much a part of the film. Um, but that um that stunt sequence where Bond lowers himself from the helicopter onto Sanchez's plane and kind of steals it is just yeah. fantastic. Another great stunt. Um, Christopher Nolan kind of uh, stole it for the opening of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, I think Bane's got they, they do exactly the same thing, you know. It's, yeah. uh, it's a really good stunt. Um, and the last one, it's um, it's short, it's not full of spectacle, but the Casino Royale pre-title sequence is just really good. Seeing two sides of Bond killing. So you've got his, uh, his very um, cool, suave, collected self in the office with Dryden in the shadows. He's emptied Dryden's gun. All very cool. And it's cutting back and forth to just a, a horrendously violent fight in a toilet. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, which... Uh, Bond, I think, drowns him. Well, it looks like he drowns him, but in the end, he he, he has survived the drowning in the sink um, to pull a gun, in which Bond spins around and uh, goes into the the gun barrel. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's not a classic, but it it's it's just very well directed again by Martin Campbell, who directed uh, Goldeneye, which Goldeneye, got your spot yes. pick. Um, one other thing I'd like to say is um, the pre-title sequence across like Hollywood. Uh, no other films do do it, um, but a film that uh, a series of films that does it fantastically are the Indiana Jones films. Oh yeah, um, yes. I think each of them basically has a Bond style pre-title sequence. Um, I just really quickly like to just talk about a couple of them. Uh, you've got Raiders of the Lost Ark, where he's um, he's uh, he's looking for the uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's the little golden kind of cherub um, going through the jungle. The classic um, golden yeah. statue thing that is memed to hell. Come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it works as a pre-title sequence. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Um, probably my favourite one is uh, Temple of Doom, which is um, the scene in the uh, in the club. I think in Japan <laughs> where they're they're fighting over the antidote for the poison and the and the jewel. 
Yeah, Club, uh, Club Obi Wan. Club Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, that's just a fantastic. There's some great bits in there. You've got to look out for like a drunk guy kind of walking past during the fight, and also there's punch cam where a just fist comes out of the camera. It's yeah, it's fantastic. And then um, uh, Last Crusade is young Indiana Jones played by River Phoenix. Um, I think there's a big kind of uh, chase on a circus train in that one, which is very Bond-like as well, uh, very like Octopussy. And um, I hate the fourth Indiana Jones film, and I can't even remember what the one is in, in that. I think it might be in like a factory in the, in the Ark of the Covenant storage facility. But Yeah, anyway. uh, the, the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant just falls out of a box at one point. But... That's it. But uh, yeah, I know this isn't an Indiana Jones podcast, but I just, I just thought that, you know, they do lend no, themselves fine. to that series. So um, yeah, all great. Uh, rolling back to Bond, if you just want to name your five again. And then I'll do yes. my five. Certainly, yes. Uh, number five was Octopussy. Uh, number four, Goldfinger. Number three, Quantum of Solace. Number two, Tomorrow Never Dies. And number one, The Living Daylights. What do you think is the... Uh, so we were to try and uh, bring these all together. Uh, oh, God. Do, do you think... Um... I think um, <laughs> just don't, you, you've got right. So Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, Goldeneye—they've all got to be up there. Yeah, probably top five. Um, what were your other two? Um, uh, so my Goldeneye, Spectre, uh, Spectre Golden Gun, uh, Spy, and Moonraker. Yeah, well, I would I would say. My top five, I would have the Living Daylights and Tomorrow Never Dies in, and then I yeah. would steal your Spy Love Me, Moonraker, and Goldeneye. Cool. So we can, that's our top five there. So what do you say, number 10? What do you think is the worst out of our picks? Um, well, if I'm going to be honest, it's Octopussy, I think. Okay, yeah. Octopussy or Spectre would be right. maybe Man with a Golden Gun, but. Saying things the worst, you know, the worst. I like them. All. I mean, I like it's, it's 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 ten out yeah. of twenty four. It's fine. I'm just using like bad verbiage. So yeah, yeah. you know, what? Yeah. I agree. Octopussy, Golden Gun is at nine, and I would say, you know, Spectre. Oh, I know you're not going to be a, a huge fan of Quantum. I th- I think Quantum was eight. Okay. And then Spectre at seven. Yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. just, just so so annoyed uh do you think uh tomorrow never dies is better or worse than uh, i know you did your top five minutes ago do you think tomorrow never dies beats moonraker yes okay then so we, uh yeah i could have moonraker at six mm-hmm. so then our top five uh i think at number five it's what gold finger yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so top four is Tomorrow Never Dies fourth, or is The Spy Who Loved Me fourth? No, Tomorrow Never Dies. And then you want well, you want to go Spy, and then we Daylights. Okay, then yeah. Okay. <laughs> spy Daylights go gone now. That was that was surprisingly easy, and. The, uh, I think we did well there. So um, out of the 10 we've mentioned, uh, from the worst to best, from least amazing to amazing, uh, number 10 is Octopussy, the pre-tile sequence. Uh, number nine is The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, number eight is Quantum of Solace. Number seven, Spectre. 
Number six, Moonraker. Number five, Goldfinger. Number four, Tomorrow Never Dies, featuring Colin Salmon. Number three, The Spy Loved Me. Number two, The Living Daylights. <laughs> yeah, featuring Gogol. Number two, The Living Daylights, not featuring Gogol. And number one, Goldeneye, featuring Sean Bean. <laughs> That's it. That's our that are our, that is our top ten uh, James Bond opening pre-title sequences. Let us know what you think by either any form of communication. Maybe send the pigeon out and let us know, or you can tweet yeah, uh, Morse code. Yeah, yeah, Morse code, or you can find a lector if they're still about and use them, or you can tweet us. You, where can they tweet you, Neil? Uh, tweet me at Neil James eighty three. And you can follow me, you tweet me, whatever, abuse me, at Ben Roy Turner. And anything else at whatculture.com. But until next time, yeah, that is that is us for another week of Bond goodness. Do you have anything else to close with, Neil? Shocking. Positively shocking. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.